This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by Apartments.com. And if you're looking for an apartment, you know, there's you should get in touch with what it is that you can get most excited about. Maybe that's an apartment with a balcony mm. or windows that face a sunset. Oh, I mean, if you're really gonna get into thinking about it because you are gonna live there. Hardwood floors in the kitchen maybe. Mm. Well, apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. They have powerful tools like amenity filters to make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need like in-unit washer dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. Oh, did you say balcony? Did you say elevator? Some oh. people love a good elevator. Or save searches. You can favor the listings that stood out to you so that you can revisit them and won't lose what could be an amazing future home. I, I like the idea of like one of those things that's usually on top of a barn that says what direction the wind's blowing. Oh, a wind uh, thing, thing. With a rooster. Yeah. Yeah. That. Visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are listening to your voicemails that you left at 1-888-EARPOD-1. Answering the question or completing the sentence. I said one three times, which I guess was confusing, but if you dial extra well, numbers. Yeah, you just get the extension 11, which is us. Um, I could not have survived my teenage years without Ooh. fill in the blank. Boy. Bye 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 boy. bye 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 bye. Is that all you got to say? <laughs> you thought I was going to start talking, boy, boy. Well, I know I was just thinking about what I couldn't have survived my. And actually, you know what? We got a lot of answers that were in the. Th when I think about my teenage years and what I couldn't have survived without, I think about uh, whacking off. Okay, and, right. Uh, and I'm just saying that apparently many of you also agree with that because I would say that. Uh, more than 50% of the answers were uh, people talking about masturbation. No, they're no, they weren't. Yeah, they were. Oh, really? Yeah. No, they weren't. Am I right? They were. Yes. Oh, they were? Yeah, I'm not, this is not a joke. This oh. is based on knowledge that I have about all the calls that were made. Over half? Or just a good <laughs> amount. I mean, I'm saying over 50% of you. Well, you know what? Know thyself. Said that you could not have gotten through your teenage years without masturbating. Do you think, okay. And you know what? I'm right there with you. <laughs> so we're not gonna talk about that other than right now. We're getting it out of our system. That's it, that's well, all that's, the masturbation talk. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? Getting it out of your system. Yeah, well, it's, it doesn't it really work that all, way though. It seems to always be ready to go again at some yeah, point. It's, this is, <laughs> I mean, there is a reset period, but. Depends on how old you are. Oh, really? The older you get, the longer the reset period gets. I mean, I, I do recall, uh, when I was when I was really making it into an art form, that I testing I, the limits. I would cha I challenged myself mm -hmm. just yeah. to see what would happen. We didn't. We don't have to talk about this now. Oh, okay. We don't have to. You're the one who brought it up. No, they brought it up, and we didn't select any of those. No, we're not. So yeah, we, we talked about it now. We decided not to talk about it except now. I didn't even know we didn't even select those. Yeah, I know, I was trying to keep it from you. You called them. I didn't think your ears were ready for it. <laughs> I know, it makes you uncomfortable. I mean, I think I could have survived without it, but uh, I mean, the uh, thing that I 
if I <laughs> if I had to do it multiple times to string them together, that's what I couldn't have survived because that's that's a lot of work. That takes a lot. I don't understand. I'm, I lost. I lost the plot. Don't make me say it. If you if you want to string them together, like rapid succession, when I was testing the limits of, mm-hmm. it's just that's a lot of work. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still lost. Uh, it gets where it's almost not enjoyable. Oh, okay. It's almost like a duty. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just a donor. <laughs> right. Yeah. I gotta get paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if we keep this up, this would be like me and my dad's podcast. Yeah, I heard it's really dirty. He's a dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I egg him on, you know, it's fun. We're having a good time over there. Um, speaking of having a good time, I am excited about listening to these voicemails and I I just like it. I'm also, I, I like have a good time. Mm-hmm. I like have a good time. Is that I, what I said? I like have a good time. And the best time that I've ever had on the internet was um, Good Mythical Evening. Well, that was really, that was why I was talking about, uh, I went ahead and just broke the seal and talk, started talking about masturbation. It has nothing to do with Good Mythical Evening. Well, but it's the kind of thing we would it's talk about on there. Thing. We'd talk about it on there and we would probably, we would, we would use nope. more explicit language. Okay, sure, yeah, we would. Because it's an R-rated version of Good Mythical Morning, I gotta say. If you were there for it. It made waves last year. Then you know you wanna be there for it again because we're doing it Thursday, September 1st. All right, we're doing it that evening. It's one night only, ticketed event exclusively on Moment House. Um, that's, the, that's the provider, don't get too worked up. Yeah, yeah. Grab your tickets at goodmythicalevening.com Friday, or uh, if you're a Mythical Society member, you can get it uh, Wednesday. Yeah, those society members, they're getting always early. getting things early. But yeah, Good Mythical Evening. I'm. It, it's September 1st, like I said, so I'm already gearing up for it. Yeah, you gotta make plans for it. Yeah. You gotta save up. I'm gonna challenge myself this year. Um, In what way? See how many I can string together. How many Good Mythical Evenings. Oh, okay. Okay, I only did one evening last time. I'm gonna cram two evenings into one this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Uh, yeah, if you, if you don't know, uh, last year Link- uh, Had fun. He got a little uh, carried away. Um, we knew that we were going to be taking some shots to get ready, but we underestimated um, how much of a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> he is, and as soon as he started talking, I was like, whoa, okay. I thought this was gonna be like a progressive evolution over the course of the <laughs> night, but it was just like, no, no, no. Bam, out of the can. Yeah, yeah, we, we are starting full on. So I just basically have made a commitment that I'm, that I'm gonna be right there with you this, 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 uh, this, this time. Boom. So now that I know what to expect, Stevie's uh, not well, poor, listening to this. Poor so. Stevie, poor Stevie. <laughs> she's, going, she's going to be the one to have to keep she us on track. She was petrified. She was petrified last year. A lot, of, a lot of people watching were petrified. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. And uh, it's more fun if you're there. Let's, good, myth, good mythical evening.com. Mm-hmm. Um, let's listen to a response. Am I playing these? Well, you've got the computer. Okay. Hi, Rhett and Link. My name is Kat. Um, I could not have survived my teenage years without the lunches that my mom packed for me. Specifically, I had braces for a very long time. Okay. So my teeth were always sore and she would always make me ramen in a thermos and the noodles would soak up all the liquid. 
Oh, yes. Um, and every time I opened the thermos, it looked like a brain. So Ooh. I guess I couldn't have survived my teenage years without um, ramen that looked like a brain. Thank you. You're welcome, Cat. What a pleasant voice that cat's got. She could be in radio. Could be in radio? Could be in podcasting, right? Welcome to the future. No, 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 no. The, the radio standard is a little bit above po- podcasting. Did your mom ever pack you ramen in a thermos? I like to go into a bit of a radio voice from time to time. Um, but uh, I got to tell you that I do think that a podcast voice is a little bit more suited to what we're doing right now. But I am full on ready. <laughs> To go radio? <laughs> to go radio if I have to. Don't do it. I'll do it in a heartbeat. I would love to have a late night show where I was talking to people about aliens and weird shit and stuff like that, uh, like coast to coast. Coast to coast, I too. might do that in my old in my old days, in my elder times, uh, where you just sit there and you listen to people and you uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. You don't question them. You never question the weird shit they're talking about. You just egg them on. Right. And you just have a crazy old conversation. I love that idea. I love it, too. You're invited. Oh, okay. I'm working on it. You're working on it? I'll work on it. Who's doing Coast to Coast now? Uh, It's still happening, and in fact, I was listening. First of all, just so you know, we're gonna have to do a podcast about aliens before long, because. Well, they're gonna arrive. We just keep talking about it so much, and we haven't even let the mythical beasts in on the fact that. There's lots of alien talk that's been happening around here, in between us and amongst friends, and. Mm-hmm. You know, my days of extreme skepticism about that, well, I'm still a skeptic, but you know, I don't know, maybe LA's finally getting to me, but we gotta talk about it before long, man. And anyway, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about aliens, which there's a, lot, there's a few of them. Mm-hmm. We won't be breaking any new ground. Nope. And the guy was talking about coast to coast, and he was talking, to, and he was saying that like, yeah, you were on coast to coast, and he was like, yeah, with, with the with the with the with the, with the you know the, yeah, the old boy name? whatever his name is, um, coast to coast he's sti- host. He's still doing. You said hosta. So coast just, to coast hosta. Uh, Jim. George Nori. Yeah, George Nori. Yeah, he's still doing it. From 1988 until now, he's still doing it. George Nori. George Nori. I can't. I don't. I can't do an impersonation, but he does take everyone very seriously. That's his shtick, I love it. Look at what Kat got you on. She got you on Aliens. She was just talking about her mom made her ramen in a thermos, dude. My mom would make me a thermos full of stuff and I would love it. She didn't make you a thermos. She, she would, took out she some would, soup, warmed it up, and put it have in Have you ever thermos. heard about make a pot of soup? Yeah, you're not making the pot. Make a thermos of soup. She didn't make, she got a, it's canned, man. Stay out of this. Your mom was. This is between me and my mom. Your mom mom. was putting canned soup into your thermos. You know what else she was putting in there? more than you were doing. She was also putting hamburger helper in there. That was my jam. Cheeseburger hamburger helper in a thermos. That was my favorite. It was better as a leftover. So how did you eat it out of there? Did you pour it out and eat it with a spoon? I just dipped it out with a spoon. You were there. I don't watch that kind of thing when it's happening. Some, uh, somebody eating hamburger helper out of a thermos? I blocked it out. Because it kept it hot. Well, I understand that, but then when eating it, you're sticking a spoon all the way down in the bottom of a thermos? What kind of spoon did you have? How, how big, your thermos is that big? You got an extra long spoon? I don't remember that part. Gee, maybe it's all a lie. I'm disturbed thinking about it. So I really relate to this ramen. I never had braces. I wish I did. 
But that ship has sailed. Well, here's the thing. I had them and then I uh, was given that, you know, I was given that permanent bottom retainer because something about the human mouth, the bottom teeth are the ones that like to keep, venture back. Keep moving. And uh, and then, you know, just not too long ago, 10 years ago, the dentist is like, if that thing's bothering you, we can take it off. He took it off and gave me a retainer that I had to put in, at which point uh, reality intersected with me, which means I don't do things like continue to wear retainers because that requires a certain level of focus and discipline that I don't have. And so. Well, why did you say, oh, you. And so my bottom teeth got crooked. Actually, I can't lift your chin up, dude, or where your chin would be. Tilt your head up. <laughs> I'm, I'm showing you the outline right there. Oh my God. It's very clear. Doing that's not gonna show you anything. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. It's not as bad as mine though. Uh, well, I mean, mine are jank. Definitely not as bad as yours. But jank, but uh, I will say that most people. Why did you tell him to remove the retainer? It's not. It wasn't bothering you. you. It had been in there for thirty years. No, every single time I went to the dentist, they would be like, "Oh, you got a lot of buildup on this retainer." Oh, okay, whatever. So I mean, but hold on. But I'm just saying you shouldn't feel bad about your bottom teeth. I don't know what it is, but bottom teeth being crooked, not really seen as a problem. Just watch. Start looking at the bottom teeth of actors on television, American actors. I mean, I'm not talking Brits. They got their teeth are all <laughs> oh over the God. place. Oh I'm yeah. talking. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I love you. I love you. I love you, England. I'm just you know, it's a stereotype. If anyone can take a joke, it's the yeah. You guys have taken over the world, uh, imperialism, all that. We can make some jokes about you. Um, the uh, the bottom teeth of American actors are regularly uh, janked. Doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, look, I mean, look at me. I'm successful, right? But if the top teeth start getting out of whack, we, and a lot of that success is from emanates from my face. If the if the top teeth start getting out of whack, we have to start thinking about casting decisions. Like, okay, does this does this cop seem like they would have crooked top teeth? Because it's yeah. a different thing. It's just a different thing. Yeah, you're nothing right. against people with crooked top teeth. It's just a different thing. It's a different you casting. You don't decision. have anything to say about school lunch. Uh, my mom stopped packing lunch for me uh, before high school, so I didn't take lunch during high school. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's true. I didn't. I took my. I actually did a, lunch. a whole episode of this uh, talking about school lunch on uh, Stevie's podcast. Best friends back. All right, all you right. want to check that out? All right, let's play another one then. Hey, Rhett and Link. Yo, uh, my name is Kiyomi, and I could not have survived my teenage years without video games. Let me tell you. That stuff, stress reliever, okay? Y'all are kinda old, so like you might not get it, but that's all right. Okay, love you, bye. You love us, cause kinda, kinda you old. love us old guys. They had video games when we were coming up, man. Yeah. They just weren't good. They weren't good. They weren't as addictive. They were not as immersive. I mean, no. you, you can only. They're definitely not as connecting. Well, think about it. You're watching Mario run sideways. You feel you feel like you are not Mario. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not nope. immersive. I never once thought I was Mario. You're not seeing Mario. You're you're controlling someone else that you're watching. I never once thought I was Loogie. But once you move into this first person perspective, you think that's it? Now you got something that's addictive in a different way. I'm just kind of making this up as I go, which is most of the time what I'm doing, but I'm just saying POV. POV you know, the amount of first person perspective um, in your gaming experience, that's how you relate the level of addiction. It's such a huge part of, um, I mean, Lincoln's 17 now for the past, you know, 
four years, five years. It's a, it's a huge part of his social life. You know, he connects yeah. with his friends playing video games. I, you know, I understand and respect that, but at a certain point, we're like, let's let's do the real world thing, especially post pandemic. We had to like shake him out of those habits. Is he, a is he bit. connecting with any NPCs? Because that's um, what you got to really work watch out for. What is that? Oh, you haven't been paying attention. Hmm. Is that that's Come on, a, Dad? Get with the program. What is that? A um, non-player character. It's just you know an AI generated <laughs> character in a game that isn't. It's just a you know it's an NPC pertinent game. to the story. Yeah, it might be pertinent to the story, it's but like it's not extra? controlled by a person. Oh yeah, it's, a it's not an avatar. Okay, yeah, no, he's not. You don't want to make too big of a connection with an NPC because then you're so no right. These are his. These are his real life friends. But I don't know because a lot of people have a lot of connections to NPCs, and that can again that can lead to if it, you I are. Have an, I'll have to ask if you if your POV is connected with NPCs. Then you're SOL. Then you're SOL, <laughs> exactly. I, I know where you're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Lily was never, Lily, she never connected with friends playing video games with them, even though she would play, she played Overwatch a little bit back when that was the thing. Yeah, she, Shepard, she, Shepard's she our video. She Fortnite. Shepard's our gamer the in the family. He's the one that has his like buddies that they regularly get on there and play together. Locke played um, like NBA 2K. But for a while, and then high school rolled around, and he completely stopped playing video games. He just didn't. I just made the decision not to, and did other things. Was, yeah, he was just he was just into different things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for us, it was never, you know, I I got Nintendo Power just so I could, uh, I got the subscription just so I could talk talk the lingo, but I just did not, I just did not have the commitment to beat any game ever. Like it just did not interest me that much. And it never has since then. Like I'm not, t I, th I know there are certain points when you're currently tempted. You told me two yeah, days ago I'm thinking that about you it. wanted to go away for a week uh -huh. and do nothing but play a video game mm -hmm. tw like 24 hours a day. You I wanted didn't say to like, 24. When you weren't sleeping. 12 to 16. You wanted to like literally like become a gamer. Well, okay. I'm glad you brought this up because I have been thinking about it, and I just mentioned it to you two days ago. But I said that. Um, yeah, I'm just saying it was it was it was that I've been thinking about it for a while. It's only that you know about it since then. So yes, I do have a personality that if you put me in like a challenging environment, which is a video game in a lot of ways, and there's a goal, then so I can get fixated on that. And I actually don't let myself play video games or even games on my phone really because uh, I just don't, I don't have time right now. Are you right? done with Wordle? Uh, Wordle, it, it Wordle is not every single day anymore. Wordle is like a few times a week. It's not the first thing in the morning. So, but Wordle's not a game. It is, it's I a understand. game, but yeah. So, but what I have, I've had this idea that maybe in my older age, when I don't have as many responsibilities, that I'll be like, it would be cool to just say like, I'm setting aside a certain amount of time and I'm going to completely immerse myself in one of these incredible games. Having gone away from games after the first Nintendo, pretty much. You had a Genesis. Yeah, but that was the yeah. same time, same, same era. You didn't care. I didn't even have a Super Nintendo. I didn't even get on that train, so. To come back to the system now that is just so advanced, and then be like, I'm going to get lost in this immersive world, and I'm just going to see what it's like to just like 
eat Cheetos, drink Mountain Dew, and have a sleeping a bag next to I'm gonna, a gaming chair. I'll have a gaming chair with a, like a sleeping bag next to it <laughs> in like a cabin with a good Wi-Fi. And I'm gonna just why, why immerse myself. Why does it have myself. to be a cabin? That has nothing to do Dude, with it. I don't want anyone to see this. It could be a closet. Yeah, but I don't want anyone to be close to me. Well, I'm be smelling like Cheetos and Mountain Dew. Yeah, you'll be in a closet. Um, but I had to come out at some point. And you like, want to do this crap. for a week? I, but I think. But so then I started thinking, why wait until I get old and do it, and why not make it into content while I'm still young and people care about the content? Foray into the gaming. So like Rhett takes a week, goes deep into a game like, what's the elder? What's the one that everybody? Elder Elder Ring. Elder Elden Ring. Elden Ring. What's about? What are the scrolls? That's different. Elders. God, we don't know, man. You got hold on. There's those old scrolls, and then there's old rings. And which one's better? I believe that the Elden Ring. Elden Ring is a video game. I just, is it? I just is it one words. ring, or is it many rings? Anyway, I, the thing I'm worried about is that I'll suck so bad at the mechanics of it because of all the buttons. That's why VR is going to leapfrog, bring me back into this. Uh, man, I got a, I have, a, I've got a VR headset. So do you? Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts my face. It'll just, just wait for it. Just wait for when it. When is it gonna stop hurting my face, man? I want it to be like Ready Player One. But you know what? I get it, caller. I couldn't quite understand your name. Uh, it was quiet. Well, it, 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 yeah, sort of dropped out at that point. I get it. I get it though. Ear Biscuits is supported by the Farmer's Dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy, <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls Makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready to serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. Here's another one. Hey guys, I could not have survived my teenage years without my Crocs. Now, I know what you're thinking, shoes? Not only are they simulating what I imagine walking on clouds is like, they are also reliable and sturdy. Being a three sport athlete, the Croc is the most practical shoe after your sport is over and you wanna take off your sweaty footwear. I actually survived a hairy moment in my Crocs too. My mother wasn't paying attention one day when she picked me up from school and thought I was already in the car. I wasn't. She started driving off with my foot underneath the tire. My foot, the Crocs, unbroken. That Crocs saved my foot. And let's not forget to mention that a Crocs can go from cruise control to sport mode real quick yep. with a simple strap maneuver. Anyways, thanks for listening. Have a splendid week. Thanks, guys. 
Wow, Elise Myers, thanks for calling us. <laughs> Didn't she sound like Elise? Yeah, a little bit. Well, a also, bit. I really appreciate the, the fact cadence. that you scripted that before you called in. Don't don't expose her. Well, no, I'm just saying that. I th no, I'm not making fun. I'm saying that. I mean, you don't don't crawl attention to it. No, I well, liked it too, but I no, I'm saying I. I don't want I, people. You're to the think, one making it seem like it's a problem. No, I'm, I'm not. If you it, don't know I'm what saying, you're going to say, you can script it out and call in just like this person. Don't did. acknowledge it. Make it seem like you know what that was a well put together call. Can I just say it was a well-written call? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, because I have to believe that it was. Now people are, you're making people not want to do that because they're going to think I'm you're never going to say it again. I'm never going to point it out. This is the first caller who read who read their response. If we think you're reading your response, we are not going to say that. I will never acknowledge it. I will never acknowledge it again. Okay, now let's talk about the content. Okay? Right. We don't have to have a meta conversation about every call. I mean, um, I, I I was hating on Crocs from a distance. I gotta say, I mean, we're well into summer. I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you in a public place with those Crocs yet. You wore them one time to my house. And I was wearing socks. Yeah. I put them on this morning because I couldn't find my flip flops but you without have... socks to take the dogs out. Oh, well that doesn't, yeah. And my feet immediately feel sweaty, yeah. even, if, even before they are. And That's then they the get problem. sweaty in the Crocs. Like, I can't. I have to wear flip-flops, and I'm not even a particularly sweaty foot person. I bought some foot sweat deterrent. Why don't, I I like the Crocs with the socks. I get it, I understand. It's like, they're in and out, and then I like the sport mode, yeah, if you need it, if you're gonna, I, I didn't know that if your foot got run over while wearing them. I that, think that was just luck. I think that was luck. I don't think Croc, Croc did anything. But I did get some, some, you know, I when it, coming up, I had uh, my because I had very sweaty hands and very sweaty feet. As I've gotten older, the problem has got much less pronounced. Oh, but you couldn't have survived your teenage years without Drysol. How do you remember the name of that? Because uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, I care about you. I gotta, re I gotta be a repository for the stuff that matters. Well, there's a new product that is better. Uh, Didn't it work though? It was like a, you would put a little a little drop on your hand. It's the same thing. And a I drop think... on your other hand, and you rub them together, and then they wouldn't sweat. Well, mm, that was it wouldn't sweat is debatable. It wasn't like a miracle cure. You know, you can get Botox in your palms if you got really like some kids, some teens will get Botox in sure. the. Did your glasses have a camera in them? Because you just like I, you, sure, I keep just going. I just the way you grabbed you, <laughs> yeah. you grabbed your glasses in a way with two hands that you sure. never have, and it was like, does he yeah. have those Facebook Ray Bands? <laughs> it's like <laughs> you wearing those just, Facebook just keep Ray Bands. Doing what you're doing? Yes. Uh, first of all, have you seen ads for those? The Facebook Ray Bands? No. What do you mean Facebook Ray Bands? What you don't know about this? No. This is months old, but I saw an ad recently, and I was like, "Oh, that's still, that they're still trying to do that." I don't Ray Ban give a shit about Facebook? You don't have to give a shit about Facebook. Do you care about Ray Bans? Yeah. What are you talking about, dude? Ray Ban and Facebook or Meta have are collaborating on a product that is a stylish pair of classic Ray Bans that have a camera in them to capture all and share all the moments in your life. You don't know about this, man. You need to look at billboards more, because there's one on a billboard. That's how I was reminded of. You it. know what? That's good advice. But right? it was. But I'm it, gonna start looking up billboards. But it more. was. But it was like in the news in a pretty big way, like last year. I promise you, Rhett. From now on, I'm gonna be looking at um, billboards more. Um. So, 
I thought that maybe you had those. I don't, we don't have to get into a conversation about that, but I think. You're uh, really tangent prone today. Yeah. Stay on target, man. Okay. We're talking about Crocs. No, we're talking about hand sweat. So I had dry saw. There's a new no, product we called Carp. Put in um, Google hand sweat, hand sweat stopper Carp. Cause they got all, this is, I think it was a Kickstarter. They have all kinds of stuff. Carp, like the fish? Yeah, there it is. Carpe, no. Carpe Max, like Carpe Diem. So they have them for your feet, your hands, it's probably all the same stuff, maybe in different concentrations. Treat palmar hyperhidrosis, that's what you had. Uh-huh, and it runs it, in the family, because my kids have it too. So I, so I basically. Hand lotion. This so, is not a sponsor, of course. So I started, you, you've seen the little, uh, speaking of like Crocs, you've seen those little leather slipper things that I've been wearing, which are like kind of like leather Crocs. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago when the weather hadn't quite heated up yet, I could wear those and be like, right. this is okay. I tried wearing them yesterday. Oh boy. And, uh, or was it today? <laughs> Did I come in here with them on? Who cares? Yeah, it was today. We do too much in one day. It becomes two days in my mind. Wow. This morning I came in here with those things on. What'd you do with them? I took them off and put on, so I have other shoes here, and I put on other shoes because I was like, my feet are sweating too much. And I was like, I gotta get this stuff. I have it, I ordered it, I just haven't put it on my feet yet. You have to put it on your feet every night though. It's not sexy. I, I think, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, it may become a sponsor, so I'm gonna look into it more before I start getting concerned about if it's gonna stop up your feet, feet pores. Well, it literally. Carpe, call us. It literally physically I don't want to do that clogs. To I'm just gonna say it literally clogs your pores with I think some sort of compound, maybe aluminum. Don't quote me on that. That then your sweat just finds another way out. Do you like crocs? Not with socks. So your feet don't sweat in crocs? I don't have any. Well, yeah, you do. You were giving the red Crocs the same time I was. And then I, uh, I gave them to, uh, the, yeah, you the gave them I donated them to the company. Somebody here at Mythical has them. Yeah. Size 12. We're great bosses. I see people wearing my clothes every yeah, occasionally. Yeah. If we have clothes that we don't like and we don't want anymore, we give it to our employees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I see my and clothes. We all don't the time dock their here. pay. It's an no. honor system. They dock their own pay. Yeah, right, right, right. You, you decide what it's worth. All right, let's take another. Uh oh. Hey, Rhett and Link, this is Nico calling from Pittsburgh, PA. And I definitely could not have survived my teenage years without Mountain Dew. Um, easy way of summing it up as someone who now graduated high school eight years ago now. I'm feeling old just saying that. Uh, when you're a drummer in a band growing up, uh, you learn that if you want to melt faces, you got to do the do. you got to have that energy coming from somewhere, especially when energy drinks are not only dangerous, but a little on the pricey side, at least how it was back then, and I know it's pretty much how it is now, but uh, definitely could not have survived it without good old Mountain Dew. That's okay. any variety, too. And that All right, Nico. Sip a Baja Blast here. Thanks, Thanks for guys. calling. I think Nico might be a toll booth worker. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just funny. based on the sounds. I'm I just mean, trying to piece together the setting. If you're going to talk about Mountain Dew, you might as well be. That there's like engines revving <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are doing the do behind him or all around him. Yeah, he could be at one of those. Sometimes people will gather in parking lots and uh, 
play around with uh, remote control. Have you seen how crazy the remote control stuff can get these days? <laughs> have you have you have you been? Ta- <laughs> we're talking about the do, man. I'm just following the. I'm just following my instincts today. <laughs> it's like you're. Man, you so, speaking of Mountain Dew. I'm just saying, but have no, you well, uh, no. have you just been out and about in this town, and then all of a sudden it's just like I've out seen of nowhere remote control planes. No, no, I'm talking like drones. I'm talking like a, a real a badass car. Car just comes out of nowhere, and then you're like, "Where's the dad and the son? Where are they?" <laughs> right, and then you see them. What? What? You're walking where? In like a I've this I've been I have parking been, lot to a Gelson's. I've been cornered by remote control vehicles seven times in my time in L.A. Sometimes I've been on a trail, sometimes I've been in a parking lot, sometimes I've been on the sidewalk, sometimes I've been walking down the street in my neighborhood. Bam, there it is. I prefer to be in the thing that's moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying I'm an advocate. I'm just saying I'm just You sound like an advocate. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm just this is an awareness play. Uh our, we can relate to this Nico though because we couldn't have gotten through without Mellow Yellow. Oh god. I mean, what? how much Mellow Yellow did we drink? I mean, we just we couldn't drink enough of it. Like I, we felt like it was. It was like it's like we had an exclusive deal. With I it. guarantee you, you didn't drink as many as me. Oh, of course not. Because I would get home. I know. I would get home, and we ke- did not keep them in the fridge because they moved too fast. My mom kept her diet coke and caffeine free diet coke, depending on the time of day, in the refrigerator. The mellow yellow was kept. You on know the floor. where it was on the floor next to the onion and potatoes box. Everybody had that. Yeah. And then I would get home from a hot hot day. I would reach down, I'd pop that thing open, I'd grab a Mellow Yellow, I'd, I'd, pound, switch, I'd, I'd pound the first one, <laughs> then I'd get a second one and go sit down with it. Both hot. Both hot and both full carbonated, sugary, oh, caffeinated God. drinks. The first, I didn't understand what yeah. was happening. We didn't, uh, like, we didn't have the education. No one told us about caffeine. Like I, w- I would go home and pound five cigarettes. No, it just, it just this is not the fifties. No, no, this is the eighties. I mean, but it kind of feels like cigarettes, you know. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know about in the sugar. same way that like we weren't educated on. You just can't pound a bunch of mellow yellows like that. It didn't have an impact. But on do us. you ever remember making the connection between caffeine and being wired and like being? I can't sleep tonight. It must have been those seven mellow yellows I had at dinner. Never. How come the internet makes people so much smarter? You know, I mean, it makes them dumber too. But just think about how dumb we were, man. We didn't know anything. Were there kids in the 80s who knew about this stuff? I ha- When's the last time you had a Mellow Yellow? I wanna go, go get one right now. Every do, time we you, talk about this, this is how this part of the conversation is. Do you think we could find one right now? They have them in a gas station? Uh, if you go to one of those um, like 100 soft drink fountain drink machines. The Coke. Coke m- machine, m- uh, like what Five call- Guys has the re- one. The Coke Remix? What yeah. is it called? Coke. Yeah. Oh man, they got them in the theaters, at the AMC theaters, I think. Yeah. Five Guys has one, and you can get a Mellow Yellow Zero. Yeah, yeah, I've had it. And you know what? I'm tempted to just start ordering those off the internet, but I don't want to. No, 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 no. I don't want to be drinking a bunch of those. I'm not a doctor. I like it being <laughs> a treat. I don't think you should make diet soda, or definitely not soda. But I don't think you should make diet soda a part of your daily routine because. That uh, diet soda does some stuff to your to your bi- your biome, like your gut biome, and I just don't think you need it in there. Those artificial sweeteners, man, we don't know what they're doing. It might be worse than sugar, probably not. But like, I just have it as an occasional treat while I'm here at the office. Don't 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 get started. That's on what that. I think too. But I I happen to be looking at a Reddit thread. This guy, it might have been on Twitter. He it wasn't quit, a billboard. Though. He quit. Won a billboard. 
He said, I quit Diet Coke. I've been drinking it my whole life. Oh, I, I quit for a whole month. I'm here to report. I'm here to report. My life has not changed for the better. I I haven't I haven't gotten in better shape. I haven't lost weight. Well, he went on to I say that I'm, I'm not feel any I'm different. not happy anymore. I'm not ha- it, he was like, it wasn't I'm that. just not happy anymore. Yeah, he was and like, then all yeah. these people were talking about, hey man, people were like coming into the thread and saying, Well, you know, I tried all these things to make my body better and then I got cancer. So drink your drink your diet coke. And I was like, gosh, this is this is a, like a what's the word? Uh like a jaded group of society where they're like kind of snarky and jaded. Can't think of the word. Snarky and jaded people. You're thinking of nihilists. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a little bitter. Is it the nihilists? A little bitter. Um, you know, I, it does suck. That's like if you try to do everything right and you try to be healthy, you got to choose your you got to choose your moments at least. You're like your 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 happy little indulgences. I'm not going to judge anyone for for doing it. But I'm drinking just... your, but people were like coming out of the woodwork to tell this this guy keep go back to drinking your diet coke. Yeah, but here's the thing. The thing, if you're not happy. The thing you were probably uh, really enjoying in the Diet Coke is the caffeine. There are other vehicles for caffeine. Here's one of them right here. Not a sponsor, but we drink the hell out of this stuff. This, this Yerba Mate, that's better for you than, uh, than Diet Coke. And coffee, they're finding. Yeah, right, here it is right here. You know, coffee. They're finding now that people who drink coffee, specifically there was a study that said that people who drink Coffee sweetened. So people who drink coffee are less likely to get, I think it was cancer. Uh, but people who drink sweetened coffee for, it was for some reason are more unlikely to, like 30% less likely. Now, this is one study, but there's other sources of caffeine. But while we're talking about that, and I said the thing about gut biome, I have to also talk about, I've told you about what, the kefir kick I'm on right now. And I, and, I have to, and I have to tell you. I love kefir, but I can't get it in a big enough container. Well, you get multiple of small ones. I don't like that. But let me tell you. There's only like two and a half servings in the in thing. I, I, listen, I know you think, but you yeah, might just me. think we just went all LA. We did, we did. I, I love kefir, it's tangy. I love yogurt. Milky. But the, and I had not one of these people mm, that's My been, mouth is watering right now. Like talking about like, Probiotics and like I, you know, a lot of probiotics just like it's it's kind of BS and doesn't really get through your system, or whatever. But let me tell you right now. So I just had this idea that I was gonna get back into kefir because I liked it. But I was like, what I usually do is I get one and I go through it, and then it takes weeks to get the second one. It doesn't right. become a part of my routine. Yeah, and you go through it quick, right? And so I just told Jesse, I was like, I, I would like you to have uh, three things. Kefir, kimchi, okay, and kombucha. Oh, the th- and it, and it's unfortunate those those, those are, are three, three K's. K's. There's yeah. got to be a better way to refer yeah. to them. So I'm working right. on that. I'm work I'm workshopping the way I refer to this because it cannot be the KKK diet because <laughs> that's not it's not it's not going to no, be it that. Can't. Okay. It can't. But it, it, you know what? It already exists, probably. <laughs> this is sad. This is sad reality. So those three K's obviously are all very probiotic. Lots of people just consider these things to be like life tonics, right? And so I was like, I like all three of these things. I, I, I feel good. But the one that I have not wavered from at all for about three months is kefir. Either if I don't have it in the morning, I have it at night and I get at least a cup. 
Mm-hmm. Throw some granola in there, throw some berries in there. Oh, you you eat it as a meal. You eat it as a snack. You this drink is, this is the ticket. For breakfast lately, I've been doing cereal, but instead of milk, it's kefir. Oh, I'm, I, listen, don't write that down because I'm going to put it in my recipe book. But uh, I, I don't like this idea, but okay, go ahead. But that, the, really, the thing I'm trying to communicate here is that give kefir a chance. This is what happened. What happened? I started, I was going to say I started taking it. I started eating it. And I I didn't have anything in mind other Did than- make it like Mountain Dew. You started doing it. I started doing kefir. Doing the kefir. And, <laughs> and I was, and I, and I forgot- Brilliant marketing, by the way. Mountain Dew is like, it's subconsciously said they're a drug. Okay, let, let, let me, I gotta get this out. Get it out! You keep interrupting me. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I start drinking kefir, and then I just kind of forgot that I was doing it, but it had become a daily thing. I'm having a conversation with my therapist, and I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm a generally happy person, right? I am, I'm a pretty happy person, you know, I haven't, I have never been like diagnosed with a depression or anything like that. I go through like anybody, I go through like depressive states or sad states or whatever, but I'm pretty happy. But I kept finding myself over the course of a couple of weeks with no external thing to explain it, being like, I keep realizing that I'm happy. Okay, it was just weird because it hadn't happened before. I said, I'm not the kind of person who realizes that they're happy and like stops and thinks, I'm happy. That's that's strange. Noted. Yeah. Started talking to my therapist about it, and then I was like, didn't pick up on it in the first session. But then, like a couple of sessions, a couple of weeks later, I was like, the only thing that is different is kefir. <laughs> you think kefir's made you happy? Okay, so so. Okay, you think I'm crazy, and I probably am. But I go on Reddit, your favorite website, and. <laughs> I start searching kefir and then all these people are saying the same thing. That it has, the other thing I noticed is that, um, how do I put this uh, mildly? My dookie was good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, to put it bluntly, like the, I was regulated in a way that I've only been regulated if I started taking supplemental fiber, which I just don't like doing because it's hard to keep up with and it sucks. Yeah. But kefir had the same impact on my gastrointestinal system that supplemental fiber did. But also my mood was elevated. And of course, I haven't read, I'm sure you're all like, oh, there's all these, I know there's all these books about your, your gut biome and the neurons in your stomach and there's all this science behind it that I'm not familiar with. But I'm just saying anecdotally as just a dude who's been eating a lot of kefir, I'm telling you right now. You scraped out the sad causing bacteria. Replaced it with. I don't know, bacteria. but then literally, I'm I'm not kidding. You forgot to. Take I it. ran out of kefir like a month ago. Okay, I went for ten days without eating kefir, and I found myself. I woke up one day and I'm like, I'm sad. What's different? And I was like, it's the damn kefir. Got to kefir. Told Jesse, we got to have kefir. We can't run out. You got back to the kefir. Got back to the kefir. I'm I'm a I'm two weeks back into keeper keeper. <laughs> I'm happy. I it could it's t- probably totally psychosomatic. I understand that, but I'm saying it could be a placebo effect. But you should try it. I like it. D- but here's the I thing. like being happy. Don't stop. Just keep it coming. Keep it going. Doesn't come in a big enough container. Uh, Is there like a cheap version get, of it? Get two. I you know it's it's pricey. I, 
You can I, I need it. it in bulk, man. You can, you can afford kefir. It's a lot better than Mountain Dew, Nico. That's ultimately what I'm saying. If we could just get kefir to be caffeinated, we'd be, maybe that could be a product. It's like, it's drinkable yogurt that makes you happy. Hey, listen, I, sw I swear by it. Kefir's a keeper. <laughs> The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV. Like an adventure ready RAV4, available with all wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Next, voicemail. You know, I could come up with all kinds of funny things to say on how I survived my teenage years, but in all due honesty, I really could not have survived my teenage years without my, you know, my support group, my friends, my family, because mm. I was a way different person as a teenager than I am now. I I hated who I was as a teenager, but I've definitely grown more, like, especially since high school. High school was bad for me, but, yeah, I literally could not have survived my teenage years without my friends because the way my personality was, I probably would have just spiraled into a deep depression and... Mm. I'm glad I'm in a way better place than I am now. So thank you for listening, Rent Link. Love you guys. I love this response. Wow. Isn't this great? It might be better than Kiefer. I know. This, it, that was like that was like Kiefer in a voicemail. Yeah. Like, so, and he didn't give his name, so I think he we could call him Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland uh just uh, called in to the to the pod. Kiefer, thanks for sharing that. Um you make an excellent point that when you're in your teenage years, you are not in your final form. Mm. And it, you can you can change for the better, and sometimes it's just about weathering the storm of being a teenager to get to the next phase of your life where you can start to pull it all back together, you know, or pull it together for the first time. I tell my kids this all the time, and uh, I you know I was talking to Log the other day. He's eighteen. Going off to college in the fall, mm -hmm. and I don't remember the context of the conversation. I just remember saying, "You have no idea how much you're going to change over the next four years. Like you are going to change more. Oh yeah, statistically speaking, over the next four years than you will ever change in any additional four years, subsequent four years for the rest of your life." And I was like, "That's that's exciting." Not that you need to change, but you need an, uh, you need to understand just how wet your concrete is. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I like that. And just revel in that wetness, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it gets harder and harder and harder. Well, I, 
I don't know, you know, you say revel in it, but it makes me think, okay, you gotta be strategic about who, you know, who you, to Kiefer's point. Oh, you can screw it up, for you, sure. Yeah. You know, what you expose yourself to when you're morphing, you know? You're morphing into who you're gonna be at a at a rate greater than any other point in your life when you're a teenager, so it's like, you gotta, you gotta be thinking about that. And, I mean, you're talking about into college years too, which yeah, it's, you know, you're still in teen years, but who you, who your people are, if it, like makes a big difference. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm so grateful for the friends that we had in high school and we've talked about them, the friends that we have in college, like, uh, you know, we're going to Denver in like, in a handful of weeks, we're gonna have a like a, college friend getaway in Denver. The fact that like we're still connected to these people who actually care about us. It's like it's it's an awesome feeling to know that like mm. you can somebody cares about you and there's no strings attached. You know, you got yep. you having a support structure is so important. And it's not something that you can just you know, you can't put a I guess you could put a want ad in the paper or whatever the the app version of that is now. There's a digital way to do that. Even if you look at Mythical Beasts, I draw lots of comfort and just inspiration knowing that there's people who've connected because of our content, but then it's more about their connections with each other than it is with us now. That's freaking awesome, mm. you know? I mean, whether it's because of us or something else, I mean, yeah, he, he makes a great point that like, um, that having a few key people in your life that love you and you know you can trust makes all the difference in the world. And so I think about the people who don't have that, and it's like, but you can get it. Like, uh, that's the hope in this, is that like, he said, with my personality and what I was prone to at that phase of my life, like, I don't think I would've made it. I wouldn't make it to become the person that I was destined to be, so to speak, if it wasn't for people there along the way to, I don't know, you know, he didn't fill in the, the gaps, but we all need to do that for ourselves. Yeah, and I think that to you provide know, support, direction, a fill in the blank. A and uh, in, inherent in that message is that you don't have to be a teenager for this to be applicable. But regardless of how hopeless you feel at the this moment, don't let this moment, these circumstances define. Don't let the present define your future, I guess is a better way to say it, right? It's so hard to do that. It's it's very difficult to do that. That's yeah. why people can be helpful in that. But sometimes you, like, because even when it comes to the choices you're making, that, I mean, the whole show me your friends and I'll show you your future, the reason that makes sense, and to some degree, it's not, you know, it's not like an airtight, always true thing, but the the reason is that we a lot of times make decisions about who we're gonna surround ourselves with based on current needs. Needs for acceptance most often, need for belonging. And those things are not bad in and of themselves, but if you're finding acceptance and belonging with people who don't have your best interest in mind, then your future self wishes they could come back to your present self and say, ah, don't make that decision. So that's the thing, try to anticipate what would my future self want me to, what kind of decisions would they want me to make right now? Um, it's very tough to, to do that, but you have to try. You have to try to. 
especially yeah. when it comes to who you're choosing to associate with. Yeah, that that phrase of like finding your people is something that we use in our home a lot for every stage of life. You know, whether it's Lando assimilating into elementary school and now moving on to middle school and then Lincoln moving through middle school and high school and Lily finding her her way and her her people in college, like at every stage. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about us, like even, you know, like post-college and, and moving out here to California, we had each other uh, and we had our families, but we had to find a few more friends. We had to find some people yeah. that we could count on, you know? And it's and until we did, it felt tenuous, you know, moving out here. Oh, and you just sure. have you we had a couple of close friends that we kind of jumped into really quickly and we, those are very sound decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. Still close to uh to them. But you know, just adding to that group and this it doesn't have to be big, but you it's it's important no matter what. So this is not a teenage thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so glad that you called in, Kiefer. Let's hear another one. Hello, Rhett and Link. My name is Savannah, and I could not have survived my teenage years without fan fiction. What? Yep. <laughs> and just so you know, fan fiction doesn't have to be super sexual and weird. It can just be like a normal story about your favorite characters just going on a silly little adventure. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that I like to read and write eventually. So I got into fan fiction when I was around like 12 and I started writing at like 13. And then throughout middle school and high school, I wrote a crap ton of fan fiction because uh, I was also homeschooled. So I was very bored. So <laughs> I actually wrote over 250,000 words up until I started college and got way too busy, which is like two plus books, I think, <laughs> roughly, if you average them out. And that's not even a lot compared to most fan fiction writers. So, yeah. I still love writing, but fan fiction is like my weird little hobby that I don't tell anyone about because people hear fan fiction and think sex kink. So, yep, that, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Susanna. We don't Savannah. Savannah? Savannah. Savannah. Yep. Savannah, if you want to call back in and talk about being a furry, too, you can debunk some of some of. That oh, stigma. Oh, come on. You don't know that. They're not always, this. this it's not a, I'm not the saying, Venn diagram is not a circle. It's not, I'm just, I, that was my way of saying, thank you, Savannah, for dismantling the stigma of fan fiction for me. Fan fiction is not fan friction. It's yeah, a subgenre. Yeah. Well, and we don't know that. I mean, well, our experience with fan fiction is just being uncomfortable uh, reading stuff about ourselves for a gimmick well, on the show. I do know someone, and okay. you also know this person, um, because the people who, uh, especially in, in fandoms that are fictional to begin with, I mean, it's one thing for there to be fan fiction about two real dudes like us, um, but I'm talking about like, you've got a, a world that's been built by an author or a TV yeah, yeah, show yeah. or whatever, and then, I mean, that fan fiction, which is basically people just, taking the world that's already been built and the characters that have existed and telling new stories that kind of exist within this world. Um, that was a world that I didn't know about until we met somebody who actually has contributed significantly to some of those things. And it totally makes sense, first of all. And one of the really exciting things that's happening related to this, 
And again, I'm not smart enough to be able to explain it or understand it, but something with the blockchain, uh, with blockchain oh, technology. Collaborative storytelling. I'm t is, is making that, uh, is easing and encouraging that process and inviting more people and incentivizing more people to be involved in that, to actually be able to take narratives and shape them, which is pretty exciting stuff. So actually I think, um, I think that those who were the first to begin writing fan fiction were actually just way ahead of the curve in terms of what we're all going to be participating in when it comes to the way that we relate to storytelling in the future. Because the more you can be involved to the point that you're actually manipulating the outcome, the, you know, inf influencing the outcome, influencing the stories or telling the own st your own stories, like that's gonna be just the way people interact with stories a generation from now. It's starting now, again, I'm not really a student of it, I just know smart people who know more about it than I do who say things and I get 10% of it and can then re spit it out like this, but, I, but it's it, exciting. If you think about it in terms of, okay, favorite book series, Lord of the Rings, it's, there's an incredible world that's, that's been built and it's a playground. I'm sure that there's, there's got to be fan fiction all around the world of Tolkien, right? So, of course. I just find myself, well, I just don't, I'm not a reader and I'm not a writer, right? So it's like, do I have to be, what, you laughing at me? <laughs> I mean, I, I can read yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. write. Uh, prove it. But that is not, uh, <laughs> that, you know, that's not central to my, it's not one of my major hobbies. I, uh, yeah. You're I, making me defensive. I, well, I'm not I, a reader and a writer. I'm not. You can snicker all you want. I, what I'm, what I'm saying is that the, and also this is something that this is something that Mike helped me understand about Dungeons and Dragons, which I didn't really understand the appeal yeah, of it, D and D. I, but you're it's essentially your own, It's a collaborative storytelling process. But my point, what I was getting at was, I. I assume because I'm so into the, the world of Tolkien that like, it just seems like there's a barrier to, okay, this is just a fan generated story. It's not canon. So it's, it's not Tolkien. Yeah, so, uh, but like if you look at the the Star Wars universe, lots of fan fiction there, absolutely as well. Like every every place you can think of there's fan fiction. But like with Star Wars, it's not like everything's George Lucas anymore. It's like you look at the John Favreau stuff and isn't the isn't yeah the Mandalorian okay. fan fiction? Well, is it sophisticated, well, well funded fan fiction? It's, but it's fan fiction. Did George Lucas, did yeah. the originator of the story, come up with it? No, it was like right. Oh, this is a story that That's we can what I'm tell. At. So what I'm saying is, fan fiction is already here. It's officially sanctioned. It's so. just well funded fan fiction is on Disney Plus or whatever. You know, I I'm yeah. just saying this is this is a revolution in storytelling. But when it becomes canon, like that stuff, is it it it's certified. Yeah. So then, there's like buy in. To, because when it builds a world, and especially with all the Star Wars stuff, part of the fun for me is like fitting it all together. But and, all you have to do, you know, because I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not sitting around waiting to and write the, fan so fiction. So fan fiction, there's a lot of fun that's when you don't get beyond canon, and that's the part that I don't, I haven't never experienced it. So I think that's my barrier to entry. But you've experienced the curated fan fiction as a person who likes to watch television. I, shows. I know it could be entertaining, and there's really talented people writing fan fiction, I, in theory, but I've not experienced it and I'm just really curious 
how if I could get over that hurdle of like, I'm just reading this for the fun of it, but it, this char- this didn't really happen to this character. But did the first thing happen to no, the character? No, because it's a fictional character. Do you character. think that Sam and uh, Frodo are actually best friends? You know what, one day you'll find out I'm actually smarter than you, <laughs> you know? That's gonna blow your mind. Uh, well, first of all, why do you take anything that I said as a as a critique on your level of intelligence? You laughed at me for not being a reader <laughs> or a writer. The only thing I laughed at was when you said, "No, I'm not a reader or a writer." It's like <laughs> that's just funny. I thought it was a joke. It's yeah, not a joke. I thought you were making a funny. I thought it was pretty funny. It was, I guess, unintentionally funny. But what I'm saying I'm just being is, me, man, is that. I, my, I feel like my eyes are being open to the possibilities. Not in a way that I'm directly contributing to or experiencing. You're saying the same thing I'm saying. But I'm just saying that I think it's pretty cool what's happening and I think that it's gonna be second nature for our kids and our especially our kids' kids who are gonna grow up in a world in which the lines between the fan fiction that Savannah's talking about and the fan fiction that everyone is experiencing which is just cool world building and stories that come from that world, the lines are just gonna be blurred, man. And then it's gonna be like, is it good or not? But what you're saying is that somebody has to be in charge, and I think this is where the cool, and again, I don't understand it, the cool sort of blockchain generated, it's curated, it's not completely just like, oh, here's fan fiction that would conflict with this fan fiction over here. But no, the collaborative is creating fan fiction that fits together and doesn't contradict. It's yeah, consistent. yeah, 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 right. You're interested in the consistency, which I totally get that. Right, that matters to me. And I think it matters to most people, honestly. But I'm just saying that if you if you get that curated, sort of semi-regulated fan, fan fiction, and then regulated in terms of quality, like that's. I'm open. That's an exciting future. I'm open. And I'm also open to the kinky stuff. Ear Biscuits is supported by Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work. Having a blast in traffic. Okay. Having a blast while you file your taxes. What? No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you and for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so do not wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary. Open to US residents 18 and over, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024, void where prohibited. Next. Um, so this is why I could not survive my teenage years without. I don't think it's that crazy, but um, I'm 19 now, and I still do this. And whenever I was really sad or angry or just, you know, really intense feelings as a teenager, I would crush bath bombs. And my friends would always give me bath bombs, saying I was taking baths, but I would go in my bathroom, like, when, after my parents were asleep, and I would just like crush them like with my bare hands. And it was actually really nice. Like it released a lot of stress. You'd be surprised, but yeah. Wow. I like that. Crushing bath bombs. 
but not actually taking a bath with them. Well, you can get a two for one. Crush yeah. it and let it crumble into the water. Yeah, and then you, I mean, the, the double stress relief. What do you do when you're angry? When I'm Physically. Angry. When I'm angry. I mean, when I'm angry. I mean, I have taken a walk. Oh. Um, I've definitely uh, inadvertently sent Christy on a few walks. Hmm? That's, Christy goes on walks when uh, I perturb her. Uh, you curse when you get upset. I curse when I, I get curse upset. I curse when I get upset, yeah. But. When I was a kid, my mom told me to go punch a pillow, which I actually did. There's no satisfaction. This is what I was getting at. There's no satisfaction in punching a pillow. You remember in my room when you walked into my room and there was that hole <laughs> in the wall. Yeah. And it was exactly the diameter of my heel. <laughs> That's because I got mad at my brother one time and I kicked like kicked the wall with my heel and goes my heel, boom, got a high and arch. So it goes right through. It was that way until. So you, it was like a donkey kick. It was a side, it was, no, it was sideways. Oh, like a Bruce Lee? It was a sidekick. Oh. And, and you also kicked the bleachers when you were playing basketball as a teen and broke your toe. And I will you say. You're a kicker. I'm, well, I'm also a puncher, but not, not a closed fist puncher because I, I, I care about my hands. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm gonna be vulnerable here. Last week, I was in my own bathroom and I f was going in and out of the closet. Now, I'm a tall man and I hit my head on door. I would hit my head on more door frames. If, if they're not regulation, if they're not six foot eight, I hit my head on them sometimes. But I've actually gotten really good at not hitting my head on things because I subconsciously lower my neck anytime, lower my head anytime I go through a door frame. Hmm. But sometimes with an especially short door frame, which for some reason, the frame between my bathroom and my bathroom closet is pretty low. And I normally don't think about this, but I went into the closet, went into the bathroom, then forgot something and did like a pivot where I took one step into the bathroom and turned back around, bam, hit my head, mm -hmm. the crown of my Ooh. head on the door frame, the metal door frame where the thing oh, slides. God. Oh gosh. And my immediate reaction was to punch it. <laughs> it was just like. Like a palm heel strike. Palm heel strike to the oh. wall next to the door. Oh. I didn't hit the door because the door is a mir big mirror. I don't wanna break anything, I don't wanna bleed it. Josh would be proud with the boom. Palm. And it was just strike. like, and Jesse was like in the, like Jesse was like 15 feet away and she was like, somebody's got issues or something like, I don't know what she said. No, you just hit your head. Uh, but no, but but the reason I did it is because I was already mad about something else and I don't ever remember. Mm -hmm. You never remember what you're mm -hmm. mad about. That's right. So what I'll say is that I've never hit a person in anger with the exception of John Carson and John Enzor. <laughs> and one time that was in your defense. You're welcome. Okay. Um. But I've never, was, a, I've never hit a person. And that was like almost 40 years ago. But I've never hit a person in uh, in anger, but I have hit a house, like a home, if a wall is part of a home. I'm I've not hit, a striker. I've, I've hit a car. Um, I probably have hit a pole. Okay. They never seem to care. Yeah, I, I mean, I like crushing a bath bomb. But this, this is it. The reason that just keep just keep them stacked up. The great thing about keep one this in your pocket. punching or kicking sheetrock and giving a little bit gives you a sense of relief. Pillows 
they're not fighting back at all. Bath bomb may be the perfect thing because it's like, it's like you're destroying it. There's a sense of satisfaction, but nobody's getting hurt except the bath bombs. Here's one. Hey, Ren Ling. Yo. So my name's Danielle, and this is gonna be a very Gen Z answer. Um, I cannot have survived being a teenager without the block button on social media. That thing was my best friend throughout middle school and high school, and I wish there was an in-person version of it. Love you guys, bye. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the Danielle. block button. The block. I button. mean, if I w if I had to in experience social media as a teen, man, I don't. You wouldn't be here. I don't know. I just don't know. Would have done something too stupid to recover from. I mean, man, the block button. Yeah, that, that having a healthy relationship with the block button is probably a really good thing. Uh, I've I've never blocked anybody. You ever blocked anybody? I've muted. I'm a muter, not a blocker. Okay, like how 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 much muting have you done? Less than a dozen people in my life. Okay, so this is not a regular occurrence. Um, the reason, and again, Danielle, if the block button got you through, more power to you. And I know that there's a difference between the blocking and the muting. Yeah. Um, the when you when you when you kick the the wall between you and your brother's room and he's in there, then you have the added benefit of him knowing that you just put a hole in the wall. But if he's yeah. not in there, you just you just got some anger out. That's the difference between a, a block and a mute. Well, and also if you're talking about Twitter, I think I'm right about this. If you block someone, they cannot see your tweets and they cannot include, they can't tweet about you. Like they can't like put you in their tweets. Oh, that's nice. But I know that they, they they can't see your tweets anymore. A mute just means that you can't see anything that they say. So there's a few like the reason I again this is a little bit different probably from a, for a public figure. Yeah. But um, blocking is uh, in one sense it can be it, because they know that it happened. It, it can, can be, be seen as like an act, literally an act of offense. Yeah. It is defensive, but it's often interpreted as a as an act of aggression, even though it's not. Um, but because people, it's it can be incendiary. I guess is what I'm saying. And so, if you want to just ignore the fire, you mute. If you want to, you know, the mute is more about your in. experience only. Yeah, right. And so that, that's the only reason I haven't but blocked then if anybody. You don't want people. I like what you, it is a good point though. If you don't want someone, I guess, on Twitter dragging dragging your name into a conversation, then the the block is effective with that for sure. You know, in general, I'm just I just, I just want to big up boundaries. Mm -hmm. Saying, so, you know, oh, what you know, you're walking through your life, and you're have you're there's there's certain types of interactions that you can control the how much people penetrate your boundaries. Sometimes you can't, but when you can, it's good to just take a moment and assess like, what about, you know, where do I draw the line with this relationship on social media or real life? You know, it's just, it's, it's good to say, you know, I am empowered to say, I need to draw the line here hmm. or there or wherever it may be. Agreed. Danielle, let's hit one more. 
Hey, Rhett and Link. This is Jake from Illinois, and I could not survive my teenage years without school assemblies, quite literally, because when I was about a freshman or sophomore, we had a school assembly talking about the dangers of getting out of your car when light poles, or telephone poles, rather, fall and you're in your car, because we had a girl that actually got out of her car when this happened. And she's lucky the wires weren't live still because otherwise she would have got electrocuted and died. But she lived and she, along with some other professionals, gave a assembly and informed the students what to do if that was to ever happen to them. Fast forward like two years later, maybe a year later, and me and my friends decided to go storm chasing. And sure enough, the telephone poles that we're driving by start falling like dominoes and we get lucky and our car is right in between two that fall. So we're trapped in between two, can't go anywhere. And because of the education that we got at this school assembly, we knew to stay in the car and we just wait till help got there to help us out. And it was a wild experience. I was very scared, but Hey, I survived my teenage years. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Wow, Jake. You gotta pay attention to those school assemblies, and man. Now, Jake needs to have a school assembly where he tells people not to go storm chasing, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. Cause if, well, the thing about the, the wires falling on your car is that if you step out, you're creating, you're completing the circuit with the ground and it's gonna, it's gonna go through you. He's trying to get to the ground. Ooh-wee. Wow, so I think that's a great way to end this discussion. Is by reminding people, if you're in a car with a with a rogue power line draped over you, don't get out of the car. Wait for help to come. Take it from Jake. Do you remember anything from a school assembly? Only thing I remember from a school assembly is that one from the prom. Oh yeah, the where the the guy would come in and show all. Slide uh, did they still show. do that slideshow of people intoxicated who people drunk driving who then have been maimed. Good killed, God, there's like, things I cannot get out of my mind. Yeah. And I gotta say right now, it was effective. I wasn't about to drive drunk because uh, I wasn't Especially even Especially on a moped. Because I wasn't even drinking, but like, yeah, man. Like, I think yeah. any time I'm faced with the opportunity to drive while intoxicated, which is not, not, not often. You think about that, that's good. Uh, the the first assembly. thing that comes to mind is this is the really stupid, don't do this, and the second thing is, that daggum school assembly in 1996 before the prom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm gonna give a wreck, but first I just wanna give a teaser to next week's Ear Biscuit. Rhett's gonna, how do I, how do I put this? Wow. I, I, there's gonna be a big episode next week. Teaser. Where Rhett's gonna unleash some news that, um, you know, honestly, I think it'd be good for us to process it together. Okay. So, well, be sure I, to come back next week. And I will say that for some news, I won't be. Um, th- this won't be breaking the seal if you if you you know follow me on social media. Right. So you're gonna you probably already know about this. You're li- you probably already know about it right now. If you actually. know about his his um his project. Yeah, but we're gonna talk all about that. His Why personal it's project. We're going to all the details next week here on Ear Biscuits. Hashtag Ear Biscuits, let us know what's going on. I'll leave you with a wreck. Um, 
you, you wrecked this to me, you may have wrecked it on the podcast. I think I did, but I can't remember. I, I have to wreck this because I, I just, I finally got around to watching it a few nights ago. The documentary called Beauty is Embarrassing about the artist Wayne White. If you're a creative person and you want to just, this is just a profile of an artist who just, his, he's just got this artistic ethos about him that's just very inspiring. He, he designed a lot of the puppets for Pee Wee's Playhouse, um, did a lot of other things. He's an eclectic uh, creator of art. Um, and it's just a fun podcast to just like be introduced to Wayne White. Podcast? I said podcast. I'm just it's not podcast a podcast. Only. It's a documentary. Yeah. yeah, it's just like an hour, you know, an hour and a half. Um, get very inspiring, Prime. very inspiring character. Yep, beauty is embarrassing. If you're if you're into artistic profiles, this is a fun one. Thank you for your voicemails. Keep leaving them. Ask us questions. Participate in the prompts that we put out on social media. Tell us what you think, what you want, what you fear, what you love. One eight 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 earpod one. And you might get featured at the end of an episode, just like right now.